This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before. For day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jarn Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Zaslow Show 2.0, it is a Friday, the 22nd of December. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3, You've been in any kind of an accident, you deserve to be compensated if it wasn't your fault, you let Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, put their skills to work for you. 800-747-3, We got a ton going on. All the major sports are in action. You got the college football playoffs are on their way. Bet online. Your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. That includes news for pro football, the NBA, any upcoming fights, NHL. Head to the website today. Get in on the action. See all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So, we got a lot to go over today. It is Friday. We did it, everybody. We made it to the end of the week. We got to do big game, not a big game today. Obviously, we got to get you ready for biggest Dolphin game of the year. Biggest Dolphin game in year zuh. Dolphins-Cowboys this Sunday afternoon. By the way, I'm not going to the game on Sunday. I'm hosting ESPN Radio NFL Game Day on Sunday. I'll actually be on the air for the first almost quarter of the game. 
because game days from 1 to 5 p.m. on ESPN Radio. So I hope you guys tune in. It's like Red Zone on the radio. There are six 1 o'clock games, so I'll be keeping you updated on all the 1 o'clock games. Uh, I believe my co-hosts are like usual, Mike Tannenbaum and Herm Edwards. I haven't been told differently. So we'll keep you posted. We'll keep you updated on all the 1 o'clock games. Six games in the early slate. And then when the Dolphin game starts, I'll be on the air for like the first 35 minutes of the game. And then I'll be able to sit and relax in the Zaslow Mansion family room, sitting on the couch in my underwear, probably a Johnny Cuba in my hand, and enjoying the biggest game of the season. So we'll get to that coming up. Also, very excited today on the show. Now, you know we love pro wrestling. AEW Dynamite is in Orlando next week at Addition Financial Arena. That's UCF. That's on the campus at UCF. My old stomping grounds. And AEW Dynamite is there on Wednesday next week. I don't know if I'm going or not. I, I, I'm I like a game-time decision for that. We, we may go and make the drive. But anyway, Dynamite is here is in Orlando next week. So we're obviously pumped about that. Joining us on the show today, one of my favorites right now in AEW, Swerve Strickland. Swerve Strickland's going to join the show. He's red hot right now in AEW. So we're going to get Swerve on the program. Have not had him on Zaslow Show 2.0. I am looking forward to talking to Swerve. So Swerve Strickland will join the show coming up. And uh, yeah, let, let's get after it. So here's what we're going to start with. Last night, I went to the Panther game. Yeah, I told you guys. I'm Ticket Ninja. You guys know this. So I know where to get the good deals on tickets. And I told you the best value. You got to go SeatGeek. SeatGeek's the official partner of the Panthers this year. Like, Ticketmaster is all resale stuff for the Panthers. You got to go to SeatGeek. And SeatGeek's good. And so, on SeatGeek, the best value for Panther tickets, the first two or three rows in the upper deck. I never wanted to sit upper deck at Panther games. For the very first time ever, I sat in the upper deck while my man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, took me and my son to the Stanley Cup Finals game four last year. We sat like 15 rows up upper deck, but I was like, upper deck's pretty good. I'll bet it'd be really good sitting in the front row in the upper deck. Like I love doing for Dolphin games. Front row upper deck is awesome. First two or three rows upper deck is the best value. And for instance, last night, my son and I set center ice. Front row upper deck center ice. I think the tickets were like 34 bucks a piece. That's the value. So that's, that is my, my unsolicited ticket ninja hot tip for you today. If you want to go to the Panthers now. Tomorrow's game, they're playing the night Stanley Cup final rematch. It's an afternoon game. Will that be a big game, not a big game? No spoilers, but prediction, probably. That's an expensive game tomorrow. But like I said, the best value are the first couple rows in the upper deck. So anyway, we went last night. Not a good performance from the Panthers. They lose 4-1. They can't score right now. Panthers have lost 4 out of 5. And in those 4 games that they've lost... They've been shut out twice, and they've scored a goal twice. They can't score right now. And the one goal they scored last night came in the second period when they were down 2-0. Total fluke goal. Weird bounce off the corner of the glass. Goes right into the net. Uh, Total fluke. Panthers can't score right now. And this stretch of games, they've lost 4 out of 5. Tomorrow they have Vegas. Monday they have Tampa. Monday? I don't know if it's Monday. Next game is Tampa. And then the Rangers, this is a very tough stretch. Bad time for the Panthers not to be able to score. So I'm a little, I got to be honest, I'm a little bit worried about the Panthers right now. 
Still got a really good record, 18-12-2. I think they're third in the Atlantic Division. But I'm a little bit worried about my favorite little hockey team. I've been to three games now this year. 0-3. Lost to Vancouver. Lost to Winnipeg. Lost last night St. Louis. I can't buy a win. I, I may have to take a break. Now, I've only been to three games. But I may have to take a break from going to Panther games until they can start to get rolling again on home ice. I, now, I'm not saying I'm the mush, but I I got, because they have not been great on home ice this year. But I, I got to do what's best for the team. I, so, I don't think I'm going to go to any of these games coming up. I, I got to see them get back on track. I, I don't have a good feeling about it. when I, 0-3! They're 0-3 when I'm at games now. So, I don't feel good about that. Last night, they did not play well. They couldn't cash in. I mean... Again, they almost doubled them up in shots on goal. So many more shots on goal. They were in the 30s, which is very good. And they can't score right now, man. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about our favorite little hockey team right now as they lose last night. So that's what you got going on with the Panthers. NBA last night. Let's do some NBA here, and then we'll get to the Heat. So you had John Morant make his home debut last night. Grizzlies won. Grizzlies are now 2-0 with John Morant. They're... 8-19 now overall. I think his return is way too late. I think he's completely torpedoed the season because of his behavior, obviously, with the guns and the stupidity. But, like, I think they're way too behind it to make up that many games. But you understand the Grizzly fans being all excited. I mean, what have they had to root for so far this year? They were 6-19, and and now finally last night they get job. I think it was just their second home win of the year. They get job back. He's one of the best players in the league. He's one of the most exciting players in the league. But, so... Here's So this is before the game starts, right? And I want Ja to, to do well. I want him to not do the foolishness, to not flash around the guns. But it's, it's very hard to believe. You can't believe anything he says. It's all about the actions because, you know, he's lied already. He sat down and had that dopey interview where he fooled Jalen Rose and tried to fool everybody else. You can't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. It's all about actions. And then right after the first game... In, which was awesome. and then, But then in the hallways, he's yelling that he kept receipts. Kept receipts on what? That nobody wronged you. And then you got the father on NBA radio a couple days ago, my guy Justin Termini and Eddie Johnson, and the father is all defiant about it. I, I don't know what good it is for Team Morant to get out there and talk. They just need to shut up and play basketball, and that's how you're going to get everybody back on your side. Last night before the game, Derek Rose, who's hurt right now, kind of addresses the crowd. A little happy holidays thing as well. And he said something welcoming John Morant back home. And on behalf of the fans, I want to say welcome back, Ja. We proud of you, Shorty. Keep saying, stay locked in, and we appreciate you. Stay blessed. So, I understand the crowd being super excited. Like, they're paying a lot of money. They want their best player playing. They haven't had a lot to cheer for. I, I get that part of it. But, and and look, Derek Rose, welcome him, welcome him back. But the word proud of you and all that stuff. Proud of you? He tanked your season. He tanked your season last year. He's potentially tanked your season this year. And over stupidity, like, we're proud. It's not like he worked his way back from injury, he, he's, it's foolishness, 
like we're proud and maybe you know so he's proud of him because he's kept his head on straight I mean proud of you because you're not making Instagram videos and flashing guns all over the place like yeah you haven't done that in a few months we're really proud of you like that's a pretty low fucking bar if that's what we're, we're proud of you because over the last few months you've managed not to do the stupidity and not to make Instagram live videos and flashing guns on the screen that like that that's a really really low bar if that's what we're proud about and again there's this, there's this, it feels like there's this idea that John Morant is a victim. Like, not even close. I get it, the crowd is excited that he's back, and they're going to welcome him back with open arms. And look, did he hurt anybody? Did he do anything illegal? Well, in this instance, because they didn't find that the gun was taken across state lines, that would obviously be a felony. And we're talking about just this instance, because you got the situation where he beat up a 17-year-old kid, where his crew beat up a, a security guard at the mall, where Indiana Pacers last night, you go back to last year, it was the Pacers at the Grizzlies where you had the incident on the loading dock, where the Pacers security, head of security, who's always like a former FBI guy or a former like police chief or some, those are the guys who have those jobs, said that there was uh, an incident with a gun with John Moran's crew. NBA wasn't able to corroborate the story, but... That guy knows what he's talking about. That's why he's the head of their security. And so, kind of a coincidence that Jaws return is against that same team, the Pacers, at the same location of that incident last year. So, that's all really bad stuff. As far as what Jaws, and like, the straw that broke the camel's back and what he got suspended for, he didn't do anything illegal in that spot. But man, like, we're proud of you for not getting involved in bullshit over the last few months. That's a really low bar we set for some of these guys. They won last night. I think he had 20. So, 2-0 with Ja. Couple other NBA notes. So, give this a listen here. Becky Hammond. Like Becky Hammond a lot. Her team, the Las Vegas Aces, WNBA. They just won the championship, right? Not going to try and sit here and tell you like I have a clue about the WNBA. I don't. I don't watch for a second. I'm not into it. Becky Hammond, though, is, is a... Is a uh, a host every now and then, I guess, during the WNBA's offseason on the NBA Today on ESPN. So here she is yesterday, and she's talking about the Knicks and why the Knicks are not a contender. How stuck do you think the the Knicks are here in the Eastern Conference? Well, I certainly agree with you. They're not getting into that tier. Um, They don't have enough personnel. They don't have the manpower um, that they need to hang with those guys. Um, I think you're going to get a, a consistent team like they've been. They're a pretty good team. They're, they're well-coached. They're going to be on their defensive game. But at the end of the day, they don't have a dude. you got to have a dude. you got to have a 1A dude. And they're missing that at the end of the day if, if we're just getting down to brass taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I didn't want to disagree with Becky today, but they do have their dude. Who? Jalen Brunson. And no, he's too small. It, but here, here's the thing, and that's that's. <laughs> Did they say about but, you? But you know what? They say that about you. But you're you, a hall of you know I got a philosophy. But, Can I say my philosophy? Go ahead. If your best player is small, you're not winning. John Stockton, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash. You could go down the list. Steph, Steph Curry. Curry. <laughs> he's the only. Yeah, he's not that small. He's not that small. He's like six three. But but also small. though, I mean, he's <laughs> the greatest shooter to ever walk the planet. He's he's in an he's in an yeah, outlier. Okay. She but, but, but is see, but, right. But, History says she is right. Uh, okay, but but we're living in a new age. Okay, new day. All right. So this got a lot of run yesterday when she said all of that. Which let let's let's talk. Let's look at it now. Becky 
Hammond is saying the Knicks are not a top-tier team because they don't have one of those dudes. And Kendrick Perkins is making the is is giving the response that they do in Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson is a terrific player. Matter of fact, Jalen Brunson and the Knicks in the Eastern Conference playoffs last year, Jalen Brunson and the Knicks, even though it ended in five games, gave the Heat their best competition. I mean, the Knicks were in all of those games, and Jalen Brunson was amazing in that series against the Heat. But the fact of the matter is, almost every time the Knicks are on the floor, they do not have the best player on the court. Jalen Brunson's great, but he's not usually the best player on the court. And then on top of that, the argument that Becky Hammond makes there, as far as the big guys and the small guys, she's a thousand percent right. You can't compare to Steph Curry when, over the last 24 hours, the conversation nationally about Steph Curry was, should Steph Curry be considered the GOAT? Should he be considered the greatest player of all time? Nobody's ever going to have that conversation about Jalen Brunson. And that's not a knock. The point is, you can't compare Jalen Brunson and Steph Curry. Steph Curry, as a smaller guy, is able to do the winning that he's done because he's in that conversation of greatest player of all time. That's not a valid case to compare those two. And if you look historically at this league, when your best player is a small guy, a point guard, You don't win. Steph Curry did it. He's one of the greatest players of all time and the greatest shooter of all time, neither of which we're going to say about Jalen Brunson. Matter of fact, not a knock on Jalen Brunson. We're never going to say Jalen Brunson's the greatest at anything when his career ends. Again, not a knock. He is a great, he is a terrific player. Steph Curry is a small guy who won championships. The only other small guy who was the best player on his team to win championships You got to go back to the late 80s. You got to go back over 30 years ago. Isaiah Thomas. That's it. It's Steph Curry and Isaiah Thomas. That's the list. And as great as Jalen Brunson is, he's not Steph Curry. And he's not Isaiah Thomas. Those are the only two examples of point guards, of small guys, who are their team's best player that winds up carrying their team to a championship. All due respect, Jalen Brunson is not Steph Curry, and he's not Isaiah Thomas. Those are the only guys who have ever done it. So, the story gets even more ridiculous, where Becky Hammond, and I don't know why she needed to do this, Becky Hammond then puts out a statement on Instagram. And you know this because she's a woman. So she she's getting this kind of criticism more than likely because she's a woman. And some of you dudes, you're such fucking cavemen, all right? But she definitely has to put out this state- statement because she's a woman. For the record, I love Jalen Brunson's game. He used to give us Spurs work when he played with Dallas. I love when undersized players give the league buckets. He's got a great mind and feel for the game. Great mind, great feel. He was passed over in the first round and then got to the league and showed out. He's not a good NBA player. He's a great NBA player. Much respect. He's an all-star and will be an all-NBA performer. But I stand by my statement that I can't put him in a LeBron, Steph, Embiid type of 1A tier player and that if your best player is the smallest player on the court, you probably won't win a championship. This game favors the tall. Wish it didn't, but it does. Hashtag calm down. Hashtag 
the the rear uh there are the rear hashtag there are exceptions to the rule and then she signs it sincerely a small basketball player now yes of course she won championships as a small basketball player it's WNBA it's not the same thing like don't be stupid number one there was no need for her to clarify her stance because number two she's a thousand percent right if your best player is small you are not going to win a championship history shows you the only small guys there's only been two of them who have ever won a championship while being the best player on their team, Steph Curry, Isaiah Thomas. Jalen Brunson is not Steph Curry, and he's not Isaiah Thomas. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm really not sorry. I don't know why someone said I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. You know what else I'm not sorry about? not sorry about how I'm going to enjoy this Dolphin game on Sunday with a nice ice-cold Johnny Cuba in my hand. That's right. I'm going to get done doing ESPN Radio NFL game day. I'm going to open up the fridge. I'm going to take out a Johnny. I'm going to sit on the couch, and I'm going to enjoy the Dolphins. Take that ass against the Dallas Cowboys. Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. It's a refreshing German lager in a can. That's how you want to enjoy the weekend. we got great weather. Not necessarily pool weather, but it's nice outside. And how about you sit out back, you got a nice cold Johnny, you're waiting for the Dolphin game to start. Johnny Cuba, make sure you always drink responsibly, pick up a six-pack, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas, and of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. So the Heat are back in action tonight. Heat are taking on the Hawks. Hawks are struggle city this year, man. And so... 7.30? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock the Heat tonight, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll get to it in big game, not a big game. 8 o'clock the Heat tonight. And no Jimmy Butler. He's going to miss his second consecutive game. But look, Tyler Hero has been phenomenal. And I do want to say, well, like, one of the reasons that we wanted Damian Lillard, right, was add a little bit of spice to the regular season, right? Especially because, like, Jimmy takes off every other game. But I'm totally interested in these Heat regular season games now because there are things that have grabbed my attention that we didn't have from last year. Number one, Tyler Hero right now, is he looks amazing. Number two, Duncan Robinson is having a career season. Put some respect on Duncan Robinson's name. Number three, I love watching my dog, Jaime Jaquez Jr. There are things about this Heat team right now that I think give these random regular season games a ton of juice. I like seeing Bam. He's that dude now. And my guy's Haywood Highsmith, you know? Love watching Haywood out there defending his ass off. Josh Richardson, his resurgence with this team. There are things about this regular season that are grabbing my attention still about this Heat team, even without Jimmy Butler in action tonight. So you got the Heat back in action tonight, looking for win number uh, 17 on the year. They're 16 and 12 on the season. And, uh, and yeah, you got to take advantage of a Hawks team that's struggling right now. Speaking of struggling, the Detroit Pistons last night, remember the Heat beat the Pistons by one point. They were a Cade Cunningham three-pointer at the buzzer away from losing that game. The Pistons actually started the year two and one. Pistons lost that night to the Heat, won their next two games. Since then, they've lost 25 straight. 25 straight! The crowd last night was chanting, sell the team. Let me tell you something. The Pistons are two and 26. They signed Monty Williams. 
to the richest contract a coach has ever signed. And it's one of those situations like, why, why did they do that, right? It's one of those situations like Deshaun Watson with the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson didn't want to go to Cleveland, but they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. $250 million, richest contract ever, all guaranteed. And for that, I'll go play for Cleveland. That's what Detroit did with Monty Williams. He didn't want to go to, want to, go to Detroit. But when the Pistons are making you an offer you can't refuse, Monty Williams is a fine enough coach, but he hasn't won anything. He's been fired twice. And when a team is offering you the richest contract in the league as head coach, you got to take, you're going to go. With that said, they're 2-26. and 26. They've lost 25 in a row. Monty Williams should resign. Like, Monty Williams, and he's not going to because then he forfeits the money. When does it get to a place where you need to have a little bit of integrity and it's like, I'm not, there's something very rotten about that team. You can't be the highest paid coach in the NBA and lose 25 games in a row. There's no excuse. You can literally roll anyone out there and win one game in a span of 25. They've lost 25 games in a row. And it was against a Jazz team that stinks last night and was sitting a bunch of guys and was coming off a back-to-back. Monty Williams should resign. You cannot be the highest-paid coach in the league and lose 25 consecutive games. There is no excuse for that. So like I said, we're going we're gonna to get Swerve Strickland, AEW star, on the show. I'm excited to talk to him. You got the Heat tonight. Bad Panther lost last night. They just cannot score. We're going to get to big game, not a big game. But we all know what the main event is this weekend. Dolphins, Cowboys. Before we get to the actual game, this is from yesterday, okay? This is on first take. Shannon Sharp hosting first take. And this is aggravating, okay? Because it's so obvious. We, we know two is a lightning rod, all right? And Tua, we had a little bit of salty Tua a couple days ago, right? Where he was kind of defending himself with the media. And you'll, you'll hear a little bit of it in this clip that I play for you of Shannon Sharp. But Tua's a lightning rod. It's been that way all throughout his career. It's funny to me because you do the whole... Like, I don't agree that Brock Purdy, per se is a creation of the guys around him. They obviously help in a major, major way. But if you want to make that case for Brock Purdy, well, he was the last pick in the draft. Okay, fine. Tua was the fifth overall pick in the draft. Only four players in the nation were selected ahead of Tua. Tua is performing right now exactly the way a franchise player selected number five overall, is expected to perform. Tua, until he had the hip injury, was probably going to go number one overall in the draft. We were talking about tank for Tua for several years down here. So if you want to make the case that a guy who was picked last in the draft is only a byproduct of all the talent around him, I don't necessarily agree, but okay, fine. Tua, performing the way he is, is performing exactly the way everyone thought he was going to when he was quarterback at Alabama before he got to the NFL. 
So that part, it, it, it dumbfounds me. And then you have guys like Shannon Sharp. And the Dolphin fan knows this. The Dolphin fan can sniff this out. Anytime someone is on television or radio talking about the Dolphins and or Tua, it's so easy to tell who has actually been watching the Dolphins and who hasn't seen them play at all and is just going on what they've heard. For example, Shannon Sharp. All the narratives about it, I am, yeah, sure. I am only good with Tyreek and I, that you're right. I am, that is the only time I am at my best. That's what the narrative needs to be. And we're able to win games and we're able to go where we want to go as a team. I am the worst football player, if that's what you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I really don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay Sharp, you're up first. Uh, what's your reaction to Tua keeping receipts? He doesn't care, but he spends 90 minutes at the podium telling you that he doesn't care. Oh, I'm not, but where was this attitude after the Tennessee loss? That was your time. No, no, don't get up there. You beat the Jets. You beat the lonely, pathetic playing Jets. You hang 30 on them. They get nothing. And now you want to beat your chest like you King Kong on the Empire State Building? Bruh, you standing up there like you Dan Marino. Stop playing. We remember what you were before uh, uh, Tyreek got there. Let me tell you how much they wanted Tyreek. Devontae Adams signed the largest contract in free in the wide receiver history as a free agent. The Miami Dolphins moved heaven and earth to get Tyreek, gave up major compensation, and made him the highest paid receiver in NFL history with years on his contract, something we don't normally see. And you want to get up here and pretend like you the driving force? Really, Tua? That's what we're doing right now? Oh, you keeping receipts. We got some, too. Because we, we watch how you played, had a 14-point lead. Do you know the history? Teams that had a 14-point lead in the last three minutes of the ball game? And we trotted you out there several times, and what did you do? Man, they need to see what has happened with it, Dio. What has happened is these guys, they love all the praise. They live for the praise, but they die by the criticism. So if we critique mm. anything that they don't do well, oh, you're a hater. I keep receipts. Well, I got a pocket of them too. And you know what? My receipts long like a CVS list. We all know what Tua was before Tyreek got there. It's Tua's first two years in the league. And we know, we know by now he had a head coach in Brian Flores who almost sabotaged his entire career. And on top of it, a quarterback has to be a finished product, has to be amazing by year number two. Oh, by the way, Mike McDaniel also arrived in year number three. Kind of makes a little bit of a difference now that you have an offensive-oriented head coach who believes in his quarterback. Look, Tua is doing exactly what he was supposed to do when he was drafted. He wasn't some guy drafted in the sixth round, in the seventh round, even the last pick in the draft. He's not some undrafted free agent. He's not some guy who came out of nowhere. He literally is performing the way he has been expected to perform. And Shannon Sharp, look, maybe you want to put him on Cuck Mountain. I don't know. Shannon Sharp is clearly one of those guys who are so easy to recognize if you're a Dolphin fan. Clearly... One of those guys who has not watched the Dolphins at all. 
who has not watched Tua at all, and is just going based off of the things that he's heard and that super easy narrative about Tua. The arm strength, the help around him, the injuries, can't perform in big games, yards after catch, all the bullshit. You know, like when Stephen A. Smith earlier in the year made the whole case about Tua's not throwing the ball down the field. These guys don't watch the Dolphins. Now, they're going to watch this Sunday. Because this is it. We're going to watch this Sunday. We're going to start the show on Monday. And we're going to know exactly about this team. We're going to know what this team is. This past week was a character win, I thought, for the Dolphins. Even though it was against the lowly Jets, the way they handled themselves and the way they bounced back against that brutal loss to the Titans. Found out a little bit about this team's character. I think we knew about it, though, anyway. Now we're going to find out about this team. No more excuses. No more having to make a case, having to make an argument for why the Dolphins are not a fraud. Now we're going to find out this weekend. We're going to find out over the next three weeks, but specifically, we're going to learn this Sunday. We're going to find out about this Dolphin team. We're also going to find out about Tua. This is also it for Tua. It's not, it, it's not like the be-all, end-all, but Tua has a big game at home this Sunday against the Cowboys. To be the biggest moment of Tua's career. Now, we got opportunities for a bunch of big moments of Tua's career over the next few weeks and then into the playoffs. But it starts this Sunday. This is the game and the stretch we've been waiting for. And yes, we are going to do a show on Monday. I'm doing ESPN Radio NFL Game Day on Sunday. I'm also hosting on ESPN Radio on Monday from 5.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. Got special, Even though it's a weekday, they got special programming because it's Christmas Day. I'm going to be hosting 5.30 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Monday. But we're still going to do Zaslow Show 2.0 in the morning. Even though it's Christmas, whatever. You guys are going to want to hear about the Dolphins. We're going to do it. So yes, Dolphins will win on Sunday. And then Monday, we're going to do the show. Come on now. You know what I'm talking about. All right. You know what else I'm talking about? Let me tell you about sheets and giggles. That's right. The best bed sheets around. You don't have to worry about where you're going to get your bed sheets now. Because I'm telling you, go to sheetsgiggles.com where you're going to get the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets. And you're going to get them at the most affordable price out there. Because when you go to sheetsgiggles.com and you use promo code ZASLOW, Z-A-S-L-O-W, you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's right. So go to sheetsgiggles.com now. Go wild. Enter promo code ZASLOW. Get 20% off, and then you're going to get the bed sheets. You're going to get the comfort. I love the comforter. The blankets. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. You could purchase a eucalyptus mattress on SheetsGiggles.com. If you're looking for a new mattress, what better time than now when I can get you 20% off when you use promo code Zazlo? SheetsGiggles.com. Again, SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlo. Let's get to big game or not a big game. Big game or not a big game. You know how we do. You're out there saying yourself, Sazla, I, I gotta know. I gotta know if it's big or if it's not big. Let's start things off here with tonight. 8 p.m. Valley Sports Sun. The Atlanta Hawks. At your Miami Heat. The Hawks have struggled this year, okay? The Hawks are 12 and 15. Heater in the top six. They're 16 and 12. No Jimmy Butler tonight, but you got your boy Tyler Hero. You got your boy Bam Adebayo. You got your boy Jaime Hawkes Jr. The Heat have not been good at home this year. Recent home losses to Minnesota, to Chicago. 
a good win on the road against Orlando a couple nights ago. Let's go. Let's start stringing together some wins here. Hawks at Heat. That's a big game. Yes. Big game or not a big game. Saturday, 3 p.m. Valley Sports Florida. The Vegas Golden Knights at your Florida Panthers. The Stanley Cup champion Vegas Knights make their only appearance in South Florida. A little bit of a rematch as the Panthers will take the take on the Knights for the first time this year. Panthers 18-12-2, third in the Atlantic Division. The Knights, they are second in the Pacific. They are 21-8-5. They are rolling. This is a very tough matchup. The Panthers, of course, it has been struggle city for them as far as scoring goals. The Knights are one of the highest scoring teams in the league. This is a major test. I would expect Bobrovsky and Nett. This is a very different, difficult stretch because they've lost four out of five. And they got Vegas and Tampa Bay and the Rangers coming up. So, Knights at Panthers. That's a big game. Saturday night, 8 p.m. Peacock. We got three NFL games on Saturday. We got three on Monday, too. Buffalo Bills at Los Angeles Chargers. How about this? In the fourth quarter, Peacock is giving you commercial-free fourth quarter. The Bills at 8-6. and six. If they lose this weekend and the Dolphins win, Dolphins clinch the AFC East. But the Chargers suck, and no Justin Herbert, and no Keenan Allen. I would expect the Buffalo Bills to roll. We're going to keep an eye on it because, like I said, we could be watching the Dolphins game on Sunday. If the Bills lose Saturday night, we'll watch the Dolphins on Sunday knowing they can clinch the division with a win over the Cowboys. So, Bills at Chargers, not a big game. Not a big. Even though the stakes are high, Buffalo is going to smoke them. Not a big game. And finally, Sunday, 4.25 p.m., Fox, Dallas Cowboys, America's team, at your Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins, they come off a huge win. When I say huge, 30 to nothing over the Jets. Before that, terrible loss to the Titans. If the Dolphins hadn't lost that game, they could have clinched the division with a win this weekend over the Cowboys. But the Cowboys are rarely here. You're going to have a, a huge contingent of Cowboy fans I'm guessing it'll probably be about maybe 25 to 30% Cowboy fans. You get a lot of Cowboy fans here. It is what it is. Should have great weather. It's going to be an awesome atmosphere. And both these teams need this game bad. The Dolphins are trying to get first in the AFC. Most importantly right now, first in the AFC East. And the Cowboys, they're trying to get first in the NFC East. Cowboys at Dolphins. That's a big game. You know it. And that right there is another edition of Big Game or Not a Big Game. All right, so we got a big week coming up this weekend. It's Christmas. It's the holidays. Everyone's excited about that. And AEW Dynamite is in Orlando. It's on campus at UCF, Edition Financial Arena, Wednesday night. You got the Continental Classic, one of the huge matches. Our guests were Strickland joining us here, who right now is one of my favorites. Every time you're on the screen, man, you are killing it. You are red hot right now. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I know you're also you're huge into music, obviously. I know you make music. So if you I, I want to get the pie chart from you here, Swerve. 
your love of pro wrestling and your love for music, what's the percentage for each of them? Um, pro wrestling is probably always my biggest. That's probably going to be like 60%, I would say. Uh, the other two is like split between the middle, like, uh, you know, 2020, uh, but it's growing. It's growing every day, every week. Um, every time I get into, it's growing every time I get in the studio, every time I do these outside ventures, every time I make a connection, every, every time big pressure plays and I see the growth and the streams and stuff like that, all that kind of stuff. Like this is growing every day. And even with the sort the source city podcast, over here, like when I get like a new guest and every time I get a new uh, a way to travel and get somebody outside the wrestling bubble and I get like a celebrity, like all those things kind of grow. But pro wrestling is always going to be my, my majority. How did you fall in love with pro wrestling? I feel like fans and pro wrestlers like yourself, you were once a fan just like me. I feel like we all have that moment where we where we know when we fell in love with it. Uh, honestly, it was the video games that was where I first fell in love with it. Uh, me and my friends, that's how we all got together. We would have fun together by playing the games. And that's and then that's what led us to watching the shows and connecting from the games to the shows. And then, like, um, I moved around a lot as a kid, so I wasn't always around the same friends all the time. So when I was, like, in a new area, I would have to find a way to pick up and watch wrestling. So I started watching by myself, and that's where I really fell in love with, like, 2012, 2002 SmackDown era, and Rey Mysterio became my first favorite wrestler. I was like, yep, this is my guy when he debuted that year, now that summer with Chavo. And that's where, like, I would say, like, that's where the love came from. And, me, and then when, like, I would come back in town and visit my friends, we'd go back to playing the game. And then we would actually start like the backyard wrestling, doing some wild stuff. That's where like I like like a lot of the deathmatch stuff really started coming from, just doing dumb stuff in the backyard, which I don't think anybody should be doing that at a young age. It's not smart. It's not good. It's, you shouldn't be doing it, especially like like hardcore stuff and elements. It's not safe, so don't do that. But we were doing that at the time, and that's where like really became like passionate about it. Now, like you said, I, I know you were you were a military kid, so you were moving around a bunch. So you got friends from all over. Do you ever think now, man, those those guys I was watching wrestling with back 15, 20 years, do they remember me? I, I hope they know that's me on their television now. Do you think about that? Oh, yeah, those are still like, – I still keep in touch with a lot of those guys. Those My core uh, friends I still connected with social media-wise – uh, we'll DM every once in a while. My first training partner ever, uh, Donald, actually lives, like, not that far from me here in Florida. So I'm like, oh, my buddy's, like, right there. With a 50, we go back 10, 15 years when we I first started this thing. He's just, like, now not that far away. And he's on a comedic venture in life with um, the stand-up comedy. And he's doing really at really great at it so it's really cool we both both get to connect and keep up with each other's uh, passions and what they're we're, we're both pursuing you know now i know you were in the army uh do you find that anything that you learned from your time helps you right now it taught me just how to be a man and how to really hustle and get after the things that you need you're not waiting for handouts you're not looking for anything and you you adapt when things have to uh, alter things don't go the right way there's challenges there's roadblocks there's mishaps you adapt and you overcome those things 
like with uh, pro wrestling in the industry and stuff like that. Not everything goes your way. Not everything goes as planned. Not all the dates and stars line up every single time. So you do have to change up. You do have to be adaptable. You do have to maneuver and pivot and still be a top level performer on a daily hourly basis with this kind of industry. So I was learning that um, from the military and then I was doing the military and wrestling at the same time. So a lot of those tactics kind of crossed over uh, and um, I was like going, it, they kind of went hand in hand with a lot of, a lot of those things. And also, gave me a lot of work ethic. I wasn't afraid to do the work. I wasn't afraid to just get up and just go and just drive um, through the night and stuff. Um, like, like it's, the, the military has really wet, groomed me at like a 17, 16, 18 year old kid to really take on the world. What's, uh, what is your routine like? when you're uh you know you're at dynamite or maybe it's a big pay-per-view are you able to enjoy the rest of the show or are you do you have to go through your routine getting ready for for your spot uh there's certain things i do peek at and check out prior especially when like the stories are like intertwining and stuff i got to make sure like I, I see what's going on that's related to what is what i have going on so I do pay attention to certain things like, the, you know, there's certain stars that I'm close friends with. So I do peek at them a little more. I'll give them a little bit more attention and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, I kind of get in my zone like hours before the show. I have to get it then and then get comfortable with it and then let it sit for a while and then get it back before I'm about to perform. What is it like? Do you do you transform when you walk out onto the ramp? in front of the crowd do you go through like a transformation in in some ways in some ways i kind of like i get amped up in the back but i not dial it down when i'm about to come out uh, a lot of people are really they have to amp themselves up and get like their adrenaline high when i'm performing i like to have it low i like to be calm cautious be aware of all my surroundings i don't want to miss anything I don't want to miss the cameras. I don't want to miss the the audience. I don't want to miss my opponent. I don't want to miss a nana on the outside. I don't want to miss like the times, the every little thing is like, like even when like a piece of my gear or the opponent's gear rolls off and falls off and it's right there. I know it's right there in that corner and stuff like that. I know like every little piece of like movement, like, oh, the cameraman moves. Why is he over here now? You know, like, this I want I I like to slow everything down rather than speed it up. Can you can you describe what it's like when you get that big pop from the crowd? Maybe it's a move that you did. Uh, maybe it's your entrance. Maybe it's after you get the three counts. Like that moment where you get that reaction from the crowd. What that does for a pro wrestler. I feel like it's like you know we're a sports show. I have comedians on the show all the time. And it's like that moment where you're killing, you know, and that crowd gets you that reaction. It's like a drug. Can you explain that? Yeah. yeah, That's that confirmation. It's like that exclamation point at the end of the sentence. It's like, uh, it's like you wrote the perfect, it's, it's like you wrote the perfect response in email and you hit send. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, the, it, it's, uh, it's, it's like just, yeah, that's that feeling of like, yeah, that we got them. You know, you got them. It's like there's a lot of times where you feel like, 
uh, were they into that? Did they like that? Did they necessarily like, um, were they, were they behind it? Did they get it? Did they understand it? But when you, you are firing all on all cylinders, everything's flowing. There's a groove. You feel them rising to me. It's like when I acknowledge them finally, and that's when they start standing. Um, it just happened this past week for me versus Roosh, where like right before the swerve stomp, I went up, I like stood like at the house call and like just stared at them at the crowd in the corner and everybody started rising because they knew it was coming. I was like, okay, now they know. They know who I am. They know what I do. They know what swerve is all about and they understand my match psychology there because they're with me and they're about to rise along with me. That's when I know I just, just, you just confirm you got it. You clearly feel it, right? Because I feel it as a fan. You're, you're in a moment right now. Like you're in a stretch right now where you are super hot. You clearly feel that, right? Uh, I, I do. I do. Um, I can't say it was by design, but once you get the hook, you know, that you are like, okay, I got the high hand. It's almost like hitting, like it's a bet. It's a basketball game. You don't, you, you, you feel, you feel it's your moment. Keep passing me the ball. Keep passing me the ball. Like, you know, the shit, like as soon as you put it up, you know, the shots are going to go in. That's how it is. It's like, I know this is going to work. I know this is going to hit. I know it's not, you're not even guessing anymore. Like, Oh, hopefully this works tonight. Like, no, this will work. That's when you know you're in a groove. Is it a weird question if I ask you if you enjoyed the Texas death match with Hangman? Like, is that enjoyable to go through that match? It's enjoyable to watch it back, and it's enjoyable that it's over. Yeah. But it's not as much enjoyable for the simple fact of, like, you're bleeding everywhere, and you got to control your anxiety because you're watching. Um. Like you, you, you're you're watching like yourself getting covered in blood, and you got to keep going. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep, you know, like moving on from one moment to another moment, and then you also got to keep getting up, and you also got to keep. Uh, you know that you know the match is going to get more violent. You know this guy's going to keep pushing. You know you can't give up. It's, it's a battle of wills, you know. So it's, as far as like being in it is enjoyable. No, you're kind of waiting for it to be over, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, but when you when it's done and you get that praise from the audience that like they feel like they're exhausted because they went through that war with you or the all the you get to the back and everybody's praising and giving you s- such great like shout outs and, uh, and like just like pats on the back is like like one of the first people that like praised me was the uh, Osprey. He was like, he's like, oh, that was freaking mad man he's like <laughs> the first funniest thing he's like well now you screwed yourself you can't top it now <laughs> so like um that's funny he's like a little brother to me he's hilarious but uh that that was great and then like having to go right to a camera in your face to like shoot another like all right we got to get your reaction right now like there's still staples in your face you still got you got to cut a promo it's like okay i'm still in it you know there's a lot of like stressors that uh, happen throughout those nights and days that a lot of people wouldn't even begin to understand. Well, and I'll tell you what what else is probably a great compliment to you about that match. As a fan, those kind of matches don't normally do it for me. That's that's it's not my thing. And when that match ended, I'm like that shit was awesome. I loved it. The blood makes sense because the feud, the violence makes sense because the feud. And for a fan who 
is not into all of the blood and all of the violence everywhere. For that match then, I'm like, that shit was awesome. That's probably a pretty big compliment. It, it, it was it was huge like to get fans that aren't necessarily into those things to cross over to this realm and this style of violence and stuff is like, oh, they they do appreciate that. And I, I think that's the biggest compliment is like people that, you know, like um, it's it's almost like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really into documentary film, but you show me a documentary that I'm just glued to. And I was like, oh, my God, I learned so much. This is amazing. Oh, I, this is a one I'm saving. This is one of my favorites. That's like that's a crossover, in my opinion. You know, that's um, winning over a fan base. That's like getting people like the the the, the one of the big, big biggest compliments for people who didn't watch the pay per view live had to go back because of all the noise that we made from that match that they had to go back and rebuy and watch it and our like, our buys went up. I wouldn't say it's firmly on us. There's a lot of great talent and like a lot of great showcases on that night. But one of the biggest things is like one of the top reasons to watch that show was like me and Hangman. Yeah. You know, so that's a big compliment to us. That's huge. Um, in my mind and the fact that uh, it it traveled it, the traction from it afterwards how far like TMZ and uh, like all these other platforms were just picking it up and like it was like whoever it, whether you liked it or you did you talked about it yep. and that's what's cool Swarp did we ever get an end to your feud with Keith Lee um, I wouldn't say so no okay Cause I'd like to see, like, I want to see you guys, like, I want to get a conclusion there. I want to see you guys back together on the screen. I mean, me and I, I had a conversation this past Wednesday. Yeah. There's, there's some noise going over on a collision. I'm yeah. not a collision guy. I'm on dynamite. I'm focused on a tournament. Yeah. So Swerve has his, uh, it's the final for your side of the bracket coming up this Wednesday in Orlando, Edition Financial Arena. Uh, what would winning that tournament mean to you? It's a pretty big deal, right? Uh, for the fact that it's the first of anything, like the, especially one of the one of the most like uh, challenging tournaments you really have out in like the national, like on a national stage of pro wrestling in the industry and stuff like that is very challenging. The fact that you, it's not like I was explaining before. It's like it's not like bracketed where like if you, like the A seed beats the six seed, right. they move on and they're out of the tournament. It's like, no, you don't avoid any competition. You got to face everybody. That's not easy, you know, and you got to stay alive. And then you're also waiting for the, if this person wins, then that knocks you out of contention to move forward. And like, Oh, I have to win. And like, there's a lot of like cool elements that are narrative and story driven. And the, the promos afterwards is like telling the story of like the human that is behind the competitor that is going through all these things, the pain, the struggle, the, 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 the mental uh, abuse that is going, that we're all going through, like the people that aren't winning tournaments, how that's hurting them mentally, the people that are winning, that they have to keep that up and their ego is being challenged and stuff like that. There's a lot of things that are just being shown. Um, so winning that after, at the end of, after everything and winning that, that means a lot. That means that the, the winning the, the being the first triple crown champion means a lot. That's a great way to cap off 2023. 
Well, that match is this Wednesday in Orlando Edition Financial Arena. The winner of that is going to be in the finals at World's End, which comes up at the end of the month. Uh, I really enjoyed this swerve. Tell everybody, I know you got the Swerve City podcast. You got your music. Tell everybody all the ways that they can hear everything you're doing. Uh, YouTube.com backslash Swerve City podcast. You got all the episodes. We just did episode 70 last night recorded with Chris Van Fleet. Um, He's great. He's incredible. A very very knowledgeable informational type of episodes and with a lot of jokes and a lot of cracks, a lot of like little side comments that if you watch closely, you'll know, you'll know what we're talking about. So check that out. You subscribe, please. It's been growing. It's been great. Um, you can also see a lot of music videos, me and Montezzi, my co-host on the podcast um, and co and my partner in Swerve City, the music group. You'll see a lot of music videos and prior albums that we put out that is on there. But you, if you want to listen on other streaming platforms, you know, Swerve, The Realist, my solo album, You Couldn't Be Me, is out on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Tidal, uh, iTunes, you name it. Go out there, check it out. It's awesome. Put a lot of work into it. And Swerve City, listen to all of our albums on all the streaming platforms. Excellent job by Swerve Strickland. Again, Wednesday, AEW Dynamite in Orlando. UCF Arena at Sedition Financial Arena. Very big show leading up to their big pay-per-view at the end of the month, World's End. Before we get to the end of the show today, first, I got to tell you guys, if you're thinking about getting a new car, luckily you're listening to your boy right now because I send you to the only car dealership I personally endorse. You know I'm talking about North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're going to get that relaxed indoor car shopping experience. You're going to be able to find whatever car you and your family are looking for, whatever you need You will find it at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs, every make and model. You're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, plus all new Subarus and most pre-owned vehicles come with a lifetime warranty, so you know you're covered right now. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. What if I told you that right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can get a 2024 Subaru Outback Premium. You can lease for just $321 a month for 36 months with $59.95 due at signing with approved credit. Or a brand new 24 Crosstrek for just $219 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing. Go to NFLSubaru.com. That's NFLSubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. So last night, didn't even mention this yet. Last night, he had Thursday night football. The Rams beat the Saints 30-22. to How about during the game, though? You know, game was in Los Angeles. Shohei Otani was at the game. Kirk Herbstreit lets you know. It just showed Shohan or Tony, Tony up on the yes. floor. Yeah, Shohei now the, a Dodger, and that's the reason for the cheering. Oh, that's terrible. That, it's not a big deal, but that's terrible pronunciation. Kirk, come on. Shohei Otani, it's not that difficult to name. I know you're engrossed in all of the college football and a little bit NFL. You got to know who Shohei Otani is. Big deal or not a big deal? Here's Rich Eisen from the Rich Eisen Show yesterday telling you a little story. But look, he talks about Tua all the time. I like, though, that when he ran into Tua, he told him, he was like, listen, I, I talk about you a lot. I even told him when I saw him in Germany. And I told him that, I don't know if you know, but I talk about you on my show a lot. 
when you show up at a microphone and, you know, get all salty. Say it with your chest. And um, Tua goes, yeah, basically, I, I, I don't <laughs> think that's, you know, me. As By the way, he's holding a small little toy figurine in his hands because it's his kids and he travels with it when he's away from his little small child. And he's like, yeah, I don't think Salty's me. And I'm like, boy, do I feel like an idiot. I'm, go- I'm going not a big deal. I like it that he told Tua that he talks about him all the time. And Tua, I, I don't know that Tua has the greatest sense of humor for that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, but I, 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 I dig that he told him. All right. Big deal or not a big deal. So Burt Kreischer, great comedian. Last night, Burt Kreischer was at the game in Los Angeles. And after, I believe it was after the game. After the game... He joined the Thursday Night Football on Prime crew on set, and, uh, you know, he's got the shirt off. He's doing the whole bit. It was very funny. Here it is. This is where we're at. Are we still on air? Yeah. Can I just pay respect to this table of legends right now? I'm going to walk it down the line, okay? This man, Richard Sherman. Brother, I wish I had what you had. You negotiated all your own contracts, and you were an inspiration to every person in Hollywood, everyone in person in sports, everyone in music. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's awesome. You look like my partner in podcasting, but if he grew up. Oh. If you look like a man, that's what Tom Segura should look like. Life is practice and my brother. Brother, I picked you every season of fantasy football. You were my tight end. You were my tight end. Oh, Holy so God. Great. Calm what down, dream. podcast. With Chris and Aaron Andrews oh is the God. best He's podcast good. in the world. He's good, ladies and gentlemen. It is such an honor to be here, but this is my brother this is my brother this is what women want to marry we're not going to leave you we have insurance policies that will pay out you know what you want this this is what love life looks like this is all man Bert, you are a dream thank you so much you have just by the way now we don't have to get pins at christmas presents 45 pounds tony check this out oh look at that i'm going big deal by the way uh, Bert, first of all, very funny, but Burt Kreischer, he's lost a lot of weight. He looks fantastic. That's a good job out of him. I'm going big deal, and that right there is another edition of Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. Yes! Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us this week. Very big weekend, like I told you. We're doing a show on Christmas Day, all right? We'll, we'll pop the show out on Christmas Sunday. Make sure you're listening ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio NFL Game Day. I will be on 1 to 5 p.m. We'll keep you caught up on all the scores. It's like Red Zone on the radio. And then, of course, we got the Dolphins in the afternoon. So I hope you guys tune in on Sunday, ESPN Radio on the app or SiriusXM Channel 80 or locally on ESPN 106.3 FM West Palm. Thanks to everybody who helped behind the scenes putting together a great show. I can't do it without all your hard work. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 on Monday. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. 
And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.